Hi, beautiful people. How are you? Hope you're well. I'm pretty good, all things considered. I can't complain too much, and even if I could, I'm trying my best not to and trick my brain into thinking that life is good. So, I have, I think, only really one, maybe two church announcements at the most. Very briefly, I am still in the process of creating a newsletter. There's a sign up for it at the link in my bio in the very few social media profiles that I have. So please, if you like our content, if you like what we do over here and on the other social channels and you want to get even more down and dirty in the weeds and have some really deep dive written discussion or written, you know, opinion, think pieces, whatever, what have you, then the newsletter is going to be for you. And yeah, like I said, you can check the link in my bio and sign up to be the first to hear about it. I think that's my only church announcement, actually. So let's get into the proceedings this evening, shall we? As usual, this conversation is inspired by TikTok because TikTok is such a treasure trove of information about humans and the human condition and just like modern day society and culture and it's just this cauldron of so many juicy delicious things and I just eat them all up so today's batch of nonsense is about let me give you the backstory and then let's get into the bigger picture of it like we usually do so the backstory to be brief I found my way or rather it found its way to me, uh, some beef that happened on the interior design side of TikTok, which I'm admittedly not really a part of. And there was a creator, Tay, who accused another creator, Corinne, of being a biter. <laughs> and for those who don't know, a biter is, uh, if you've ever seen that clip from Mean Girls where that one girl is like, oh, I saw Regina George wearing army pants and flip-flops and so naturally I went and bought army pants and flip-flops like that's literally what a biter is somebody that sees something that you're doing or something it doesn't necessarily have to be like something that you do but it could be you know any kind of piece of intellectual property for the most part and they just lift it right off of you and assume it as their own identity and um, it's pretty annoying I must say <laughs> so Apologies if you hear any like loud cars outside like Atlanta is the home of revved up engines So I do apologize if you hear anything, but um, So yeah, Tay accuses Corinne of being biter and The internet or the interior design side of the internet rather just blew up over this everybody went crazy and you know, on the internet, the way things work right now, if you accuse anyone of anything, you're just going to naturally be painted as the aggressor, even if there is any validity to what you're saying, you're going to be the aggressor. And then if the person who is accused comes back to address those accusations in tears, looking very solemn and sad faced, which Corinne did, then you can probably bet your bottom dollar that the people who are watching this play out are going to take the side of the person who's 
tearing up about it, even if Loki, like, they are a biter, and that that's not cute. So that's basically what happened, and Tay, who originally posted the video, like, oh my god, get your own style, like, hop off these nuts, basically, she had to come back and do an apology video, which I don't believe was sincere, because to me, I'm just kind of like, eh. I, I don't believe in saying sorry for things that you're not sorry for, which is a very slippery slope of being like an influencer type person because you have to be really cookie cutter. I think the more people you appeal to, the less individuality you can possess. And like the less, I don't even want to say spicy, but the less authentic, true to yourself you have to be. Because there's too many people who look up to you, quote unquote, or who aspire to be like you, and you're bound to rub them the wrong way. And social media and influencers are like the general public's way of feeling like they have some semblance of control over life. And so if there's anyone who gets taken a task and punished for their bad behavior, it is influencers, you know, not people in the government or People who are in control of these behemoth companies, you know, people that are actually important, no, they're never held accountable. But the little baby influencers who pay their bills with their social media posts, like, yes, they live and die by public perception and public opinion. So they have to tread very lightly. And Tay miscalculated how many people were going to rally behind the biter girl. And she had to walk back her statements and she had like a brand deal that fell through because of it and yeah pretty much the internet rallied behind biter girl and was like no we won't stand for this that ended up being a much longer explanation than I thought it would (laughs) but yeah that's the that's the gist of it that's the long and short of it and then there are people who did come into the comments on a tiktok video I made about this whole thing and they were like oh you know Come to find out, people pulled the receipts and Tay wasn't always like the first one to do some of those things. The Corinne did it first in some instances and so she was just kind of like feeling herself and she miscalculated and blah 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 and maybe that's true but that's not even really the point of why we're here today. The point of why we're here today is because that situation inspired a bigger more philosophical conversation if you will for me about influencer culture parasocial relationships and everything in between i'm just going to go on record and say flat out that parasocial relationships are weird okay i am a fan of people just as much as the next guy but by no means do i feel like I have met a kindred spirit and like you're my bestie in my head and like I don't feel like that I operate under the assumption that nobody on the internet is real (laughs) like I just I think it's a show to me it's like the new age version of television because I don't really watch regular television I don't watch regular television um And the internet and social media and content creators are just like the new age version of a sitcom. And I'm tuning in to the newest season of whoever the hell. And today, in today's episode of What's in My Bag, like that's how I look at these people. I don't have 
any deeper personal meaning that I affix to their likeness or their lives at all. And that's me. I'm not saying you have to be like me, but I'm just setting the ground rules for how I feel about everything. And obviously, there are people out in the world who don't feel like this at all. I would argue that there are more people than not, especially people who have more impressionable minds, which has nothing to do with how old you are. It just has everything to do with what you've been exposed to. But people with more impressionable minds have a much greater likelihood of forming these parasocial relationships with people because being an influencer is such a weird space in my mind because it's not as obviously artificial as like going on a set and having the director say cut action and we know that the next season of your show is coming out on October 26th like it's not it's it's not that obviously artificial whereas now people's sets are their homes in this case the whole tiktok debacle that i just described like this person is a diy content creator tay they both are actually they're both diy content creators and their set their backdrop is their homes that they actually live in which is a new phenomenon when you look back at all of the years of Western pop culture. This is a relatively new phenomenon where your set is so easily intertwined with your real life because you live in that house. Like it's not a stage house that after you're done shooting that content, you leave. Maybe it is for some folks, but for these people, like they actually live there. Like their stuff is there, everything they love is there. So it feels obviously way more real than like a television set would. And it creates this strange uh, paradoxical environment where it's like, yes, this is what I do for a living, but it's also actually my life. And even for me, it's hard to make the distinction between the two, even trying to explain it to you all. It gets really muddy and it gets really unclear. And I can only imagine that for the average person, it's so muddy and it's so unclear that it just becomes one and the same. And it's like, yeah, this is how you make a living, but this is also your life. So as a result, I think it's a perfect breeding ground for a parasocial relationship because if you're someone who is trying to find something or someone to cling on to and trying to find uh, something or someone to have a comfort moment with, it's, it's so easy to form that bond in your mind with that other person. And it's tricky. And then you get a situation like what happened with Tay where, okay, yes, apparently everybody pulled out the receipts and both of them are unoriginal and both of them lift inspiration from all types of places. So we know that. But biters are really a, a real thing. Like they're a real phenomenon. There are people who will watch you do something and then they'll show up the next day with their hair cut the same way as yours or they dyed their hair the same shade of pink that you did or, you know, you replaced your Doc Martin laces with, uh, I don't even know, some like curly ones that you found online and then magically they come in the next day and they overnighted a pair of curly laces from Amazon and now their Doc Martens have curly laces and 
you know, stuff that, yes, in the grand scheme of life, it sounds like a silly thing to be harping on for sure, but it's, especially when you fancy yourself a creative person, like if you think you live for all intents and purposes a creative life, no, nothing is truly original in the sense that no one ever did this before I did, but that doesn't give you carte blanche to take every aspect of my identity and apply it to yourself. And I think that's what Tay was getting at, which I think is completely valid. But again, she's in an influencer space and she has all these parasocial relationships with people who are into DIY content. And not only DIY content, but I also think that a lot of people on the internet are that same biter energy. They have that same biter energy of like Regina George wore the army pants and flip-flops and so I'm gonna wear them too like a lot of people online have that energy and it's under the guise of like oh well you know you inspire me I aspire to be like you inspiration is the sincerest form of flattery and blah 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 you know all those usual talking points and so when Tay rightfully even though they both end up being frauds (laughs) but um, when Tay made the valid critique of yo get your own ideas and hop off these nuts (laughs) like her following took that so personally because they are projecting way more onto her platform than someone who has a, a, a normal detached relationship from the internet would or should like There are so many creators who I see online who have takes that I don't always agree with, and I am no different. And I think anyone who's just out here living life and being themselves, I'm not saying that you you can't agree with all of their takes, but if there's somebody out here who's really trying to be genuine and not trying to play into the status quo, there's going to come a day where they say a thing or two or three that you don't personally like. And if you have a healthy, detached, semi-detached relationship to the internet and to these creators, you can listen to that and be like, okay, you know, not your best take. What else is on? And then keep scrolling. <laughs> like, that's that's the the biggest extent of it. I mean, of course, this is barring any exceptions where you're saying something disparaging about someone of another race or creed or religion or whatever. Uh, As long as it's not some deeply egregious, harmful rhetoric and you just have a take I don't agree with about, I don't know, Britney Spears, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm still going to watch your channel because more often than not, I like your takes, I like your personality, whatever, what have you, so it's not going to be the end of the world. And I don't feel like my world has come crashing down where I'm like, no, It's not enough just to dislike this video. They need to lose their brand deal. They need to lose their sponsors. It's like, why are you so deeply hurt by a bunch of nothing? Like, seriously, ask yourself that. Because that whole Tay Corinne drama that I saw earlier today, it was a bunch of nothing. Even though the critique is valid and even though I do believe that biter energy is real and uh, I think you have every right to tell somebody who you feel is biting off you like can you please stop that I think you have every right to say that I don't think that makes you a bully Um, but when you have that 
parasocial relationship, you feel personally called out by somebody's takes that you don't agree with. Now you're like, oh, well, um, what do you, is that what you feel about me? Is that what you feel about all of these creators? And like, granted, Tay's content is DIY content. So it is silly to, in theory, be mad at somebody who's DIYing something that you put out there for consumption because that's the whole point of it, right? But um, it's a difference between being loosely inspired by me uh, or even maybe even a lot inspired by me. But there's a difference between being inspired by me and then lifting every aspect of my home and doing it to your home too. <laughs> like that would weird me out and that would annoy me. And especially because the Corinne creator who got called out, like she has a very big following as well in the millions. So I would imagine that she is monetizing that content. So it's like, okay, are you lifting ideas from me and then you're getting money from it because that's that is egregious on so many different levels and you need to be dealt with because not only are you a biter not only are you trying to be my doppelganger but like you're also taking money out of my pocket and that ain't gonna fly but yeah I went off on a bit of a tangent but say all that to say when you have these parasocial relationships with people they feel so personally offended if and when you come through with a viewpoint or with a perspective that they don't agree with. Like they take it personally, like you're their bestie, like you're their friend in real life who hurt their feelings. And it's also uh, such a good example of why I think that being an influencer is such a slippery slope and I personally wouldn't recommend it. Um, if you value any of, if you if you value retaining any sense of self and any sense of your own individuality and uniqueness I personally wouldn't recommend going into the influencer business because you're signing up for legions of people who have a a very strange connection to online strangers you're signing up for legions of those people to basically want to lift every part of your personality and and make it their own I'm not saying everybody online is like that but again I think that especially in these types of spaces, like these very happy-go-lucky <laughs> corners of the internet, anytime you say something that poses any kind of friction, like there's immediate hostility from them and there's an immediate um, pushback and offense that is taken. And it's kind of just like, well, it is the name of the game essentially being an influencer like you know people are going to copy you you know there's people out there that have the personality of water who are just going to be shapeshifters and right now you know they're really rocking with what you bring to the table and they're gonna emulate everything you do for the next I don't know year five years whatever it is until they find the next personality that they want to lift and then they're going to rinse and repeat and so it's just kind of like you know essentially you're signing up for this maybe you don't but from where I'm standing I feel like I know I'm signing up for people who have very little to no unique thoughts (laughs) and unique like personalities and styles if I'm going to be in that particular corner of the internet I already know what's going to come from that if you ask me 
it, there's a lot of toxic positivity over there, like where you can't say anything that causes even the slightest bit of friction because then you're a bully and a meanie and you're a terrible person and you need to lose all your sponsorships and you need to lose your home and you need to be like living in the women's shelter and you need to sell all your clothes on Poshmark to get by. Like when you do anything that is perceived as the slightest bit assertive or aggressive in these corners of the internet like they want you to suffer plain and simple and for me I think I have a well-adjusted relationship to online creators so I'm just kind of like was it that deep (laughs) like but I'm watching this person from a very detached space right like I I don't I don't look around my house and see this person all over my house and then feel like shit because they basically told me that I'm a loser and I need to find my own identity and stop copying them. Like, I don't feel that anger because I don't have that parasocial relationship that would make me want to decorate my home to look like yours. And from a psychological perspective, I can imagine that if I did really rock with someone to that extent where my literal house looks like theirs, I guess I would be really sad. And then, of course, as we all know, a lot of times deep sadness turns into deep, deep anger. And then you have the situation that you have here where everybody ganged up like Voltron and got Tay right up out of here and got her sponsorship taken away and all that stuff. And it's a cautionary tale to me about being hyper aware of the kind of influence you want to wield over people. If at all, like I I don't even think what I'm trying to do is necessarily influencing. And I know every person who is an influencer or is aspiring is like, I don't think of myself as an influencer, but like I really don't. And I hate the term thought leader. It just grosses me out. (laughs) But I'm not on Beyonce's Internet because I want people to partake in my likeness. Like I, I don't want people online to want to look like me or talk like me or or do their home decorations like me like that's not what I'm here for Uh, but if that was what I was here for I really can't be mad when someone takes it a step too far because that seems like it's inevitable it seems like it's just a matter of time it's when not if someone goes way too far and tries to take every part of my 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 aesthetic my personality my life and tries to make it their own and pass it off as their own and you're in this environment again that is full of toxic positivity so you can't even say how you feel and say that like you know I don't like when you copy everything that I do you don't even try to remix it and like make it your own and when you're in these spaces where it's like everything goes you know you don't own this and inspiration is for everybody then you're kind of relegated and doomed to be in a cone of silence of your own doing and you know, there were people who were also saying and when this whole thing was going on, because I looked at the comments and there were people who were also saying, like, you should have just put this in the group chat. You shouldn't have came to the Internet with this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, me personally, I don't believe that. I'm going to go right to the source and I'm going to say exactly what I want to say and be like, hey, you stop doing that. Um, but again, I operate under the assumption that 
the people who are in my little bubble on the internet are people who have a healthy level of detachment to online personas and they are not going to feel like the rug has been pulled out from under them if and when I have a take that they don't really like. And I'm so glad that I've made a conscientious effort to make sure that I, I mean, I can't guarantee you who comes over to my corner of the internet, but I'm making conscientious efforts to appeal to the folks who have a reasonable level of discontent with me, uh, who are like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with this, but you know, it is what it is. Do you think? Because that's fine. That's exactly how I would act with, with y'all. So it's a conscious effort, though. And honestly, the fast track and the most lucrative, it seems, way to be online is to just package up your life and make your whole life a commodity and sell it to people and pretty much have like a Truman Show situation going on. But I think it leads to some really weird dynamics and ultimately I think we're going to look back on this stage of social media and be like what was everybody doing (laughs) like why was everyone so invested in the dumbest stuff ever like why was everyone so mad about this why did we cancel this person because they said that they didn't really like that movie and they thought the sequel was better (laughs) like little stupid things that wouldn't matter to a person who has healthy detachment but mean everything to someone who is so deeply invested in the reality show of your life that they can't tell whether it's real or fake because the lines are so incredibly blurred and so they become so invested in you and so angry when you don't deliver on the the person that they want you to be or when you step out of character there's so much anger towards that and I think we're going to look back on this in a few years and be like okay everybody needed to go to therapy this wasn't that deep we should apologize to this person for killing their career because they said that they didn't like bell-bottom jeans or like whatever um and yeah I just think that it's a weird time man I think it's a weird time now I also want to give grace and I'm not sure if a lot of the people who have these parasocial relationships are literal children because I give grace to children because the brain isn't even fully formed yet like you know hit me when you're over 25 then then I'll have smoke for you but like anybody under that like you're intellectually not intellectually but physically the brain is just not all the way formed yet so I have grace for you but I don't know because these people live in their own homes and design their own homes and they have legions of people who follow them who also do DIY content in their own homes. So how young can you be if you have a mortgage and a deed, right? But again, if you're young, I'll give you the grace. But if you're a grown person, seek help. This isn't normal. Somebody who had a take you don't you didn't like is definitely not worth losing a whole brand sponsorship to me in my mind but I have been separating art from the artist since I was a toddler because if I didn't I wouldn't be able to enjoy like any rap music whatsoever so that's just me and you might agree or or disagree Um, but again I'm terrible at 
segueing to the end of this, but if you do agree or disagree, guess who would love to hear it? I would. Where do you land on parasocial relationships? Do you feel like I'm judging too harshly or do you feel like uh, I'm making sense to you somewhere in the middle? I am perfectly fine with us having differences. You don't have to feel the way I feel, but as always, I'm just here for a fruitful discussion. So you know where to find me. I will post all that in the description of this episode. And in the meantime, you stay safe out there. And I will hopefully see you on the internet somewhere. Okay, bye.